Listen up, boys and girls. Once upon a time in a land far, far away. Story that my, my wife actually experienced. I will just call it the revenge of the very, very bad clown. I mentioned earlier, I think it was the story time maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, how my brother Greg, uh, when we all went uh, clamming on Pismo Beach, uh, because the water was so cold, he actually stuck a clamming fork all the way through his foot, didn't realize it. Well, he realized it, but didn't realize how bad it was going to hurt until his feet actually started uh, warming up because the water's just that cold. But I also mentioned how the Pismo clams are huge. If you get a full-grown Pismo clam, it's about the size of uh, a go-kart tire, maybe a little bit bigger, that, that big, and about that thick, too. It, to open one of those, there's probably enough for two people and at least enough for a huge pot of clam chowder. So T was in a position where it was most healthy for her to be living with her grandmother. I think we all we all know that there's situations out there, family situations, where it's it's more healthy for the kids to be living with their grandparents at that time. And, and that was it for, for T. And thank goodness, her mother, his grandmother was, her grandmother was a wonderful woman. But they went to the beach. I think T's like 10 or 11. And she found a big Pismo clam. And it was huge. And especially for a kid. It was giant. She wanted very much to keep the clam, and they said, of course, no, you can't, you can't keep the clam because as adults, they know that clams need to live in the sand, they need salt water, all the things that the ocean has, and all the things that you don't have at home. But T, being a little kid and wanting desperately to have a pet, she decided she was going to take Little Clammy home. And I said, was that the name you came up with? She goes, yeah, I tried to come up with a better name, but Clammy was pretty much it. You know, when you're, when you're working with a clam... There's not a whole lot of nicknames out there. So, so she named him Clammy. And she snuck her, snuck Clammy home all the way back to Reedley, California, which is about two and a half, three hours inland in the San Joaquin Valley where the sun beats down at about 105 degrees just about every day of the summer. Not knowing the proper environment for Clammy to thrive, not really thinking that far ahead, what little T did because she was a youngster, she took Clammy and she pushed him deep underneath her bed way underneath her bed in a nice they had hardwood floors back there so she pushed clammy as far back as she could under the bed and then because she was a kid she forgot all about that was the last she consciously thought of clammy over the next few days as you can imagine specters began to go through the room there was there was cold spots there was there was odors that would grip you by the throat and throw you to the floor in short, a stench began to develop that was never really distinguishable coming from one place. There was something about it being under the bed that made it seem like it was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So her grandma is like, it's smelling tea, it's smelling everywhere, like, what is this ungodly stench? What is it? And I guess this goes on for what is just altogether too long. I'm guessing about two weeks. And then finally, she gets a call at school. Her grandmother calls her and she says, There is something in this house. Tell me what it is. And, and then T fesses up and says, It's it's clammy. The, the clam I got three weeks ago from Morro Bay. And we, I took him home and I put him under the bed. So they went and they pulled, <laughs> no. they pulled the bed back. And clammy had pretty much, as you can imagine, oozed out of the shell completely. <laughs> And oozed through most of the hardwood floor. It actually had eaten and was dripping 
through the heart. So her, her uncle, <clears throat> it was not like they're going to sand it or anything. He went in there with a big saw. Just cut a hole in it. Just cut everywhere Clammy's juice had touched and had to basically replace the entire floor <laughs> in her bed. And apparently, and you can imagine, it was one of those stenches like maybe someone gutted a mummy and you just happened to be right there. Just, yeah, well, most, ah. most seafood really wow. stinks when it yeah, so, decomposes. So she... She had a uh, she got the black mark. She she had a bit of shame for that, and she still she still labors under a little bit of a guilty conscience, as she should be. Two demerits. Two. Oh, you know, Clammy. After school, I, I haven't even mentioned to her how much Clammy must have suffered. You know, sitting there without water, oh, dehydrating. No, no, uh, no, no. I wish you would have left me in my environment. I wouldn't be dying. Uh, I'm dead. And she's listening. I know that. Oh, Lance is on the line. Hey, Lance. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hey, guys, I just thought I'd make mention about Guam. Uh, 